You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, you hosers? Happy Memorial Day weekend. Memorial Day weekend, Americanas can be. You know what else is? Baseball. Enter Rob Bradford from WEEI, the Boston Red Sox station, yuck, who has decided to attack the Holy Grail and try and dip it into a river of sewage by attacking Major League. That's right. Let's see if Rob's decision to attack Major League won as bad as Grady Little leaving in Pedro Martinez in Game 7 of 2003. That was great for me, though. Joining me, oh, who else? Kevin Israel's back. That's right. Mr. I like sports but don't know much about sports to talk about sports. Sits in the co-host chair, and let's see if Rob can really dent this adamantium skeleton known as Major League. Gather round, here's what I know. It's just that this cow has got to go. I know some people kind of like it, yeah. I will look for you. I will find you. No. And I will kill you. Kevin Israel, guest host. <laughs> uh, I was gonna. I was gonna say I'm probably gonna go 0 for force in my in my return, but uh, you 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 threw me a uh, you threw me a softball to to coin a phrase from uh from our movie. Uh, it's taken. Yes, it is. <laughs> I was. I gave Don Jameson the. Uh, we write. We live for life. We die for life. We ride together. We die together. Bad boys for life. And they did not get that one. I said oh, Kevin Israel's going to get that one. That's one of his favorites. So he didn't get. He. It's. He said. It's in the name. The title's in the fucking quote. Very. Very well aware of that, sir. <laughs> very well aware of that. But he wasn't. Kevin Goatee. Kevin Israel's back again, and we got Rob Bradford. Hey, Rob. What's up, man? What's How happening? What's going on? Oh, it's awesome. It's awesome. Let's do it. I. I am going to the belly of the beast. So you guys reached out to me and I'm like, let's do it. First of all, huge fans. You guys do an awesome job. Oh, thank so you. It's, it's a pleasure and an honor. Uh, as I was telling you guys before, 
It's it's not every podcast that I workshop on Red Sox radio broadcast for three innings. That's how important this is. Well, listen, so when the Red it, Sox are in last place, it's not hard to find something else that's really fun to do. Yeah, listen, I mean, it's be I between eight men out and uh, and the the movie we're going to talk about got a lot of airtime last night. Fill some time. Well, yeah. Rob, let's let's not bury the lead. Rob chose one I thought would be bulletproof, Kevin Israel. As we know, a lot of films have been bulletproof, but then, of course, someone's got to have a bug up their ass. Rob chose probably the biggest baseball film of all time, and that's Major League. A 1989 budget of $11 bucks, a box office haul of $75 million. Turn that into 2023 money, $26.7 million box office budget. And a haul of a hundred eighty-two and a half million bucks. It's all right. <laughs> so this isn't. Tr- this already is not trending well for me, right? <laughs> well, there are a lot of films that made a lot of money that we that people there, successfully yeah. destroyed. Don't. There's some bad movies that made a lot of money. Yeah, but this oh. one didn't have a green screen, so you know it's it's, it's, it's probably a reason it made a lot of money. Don't take yourself out of the game yet. Unlike, <laughs> unlike when, uh, unlike when uh, Pedro Martinez should have been taken out of Game Three, 2003 World Series Game Seven. Excuse me, I was there, Aaron Boone. That's there fun. you go. I thought I knew you. I was there too. There you go. <laughs> I was ten rows from the top behind home plate, and I was also at 2004 Game Seven when we lost, but I left before the the uh, that was complete. I could not ever have that burned in my mind. Welcome to the best movie review, movie debate podcast out there. Kevin Goatee, Kevin Israel, Rob Bradford. And now let's get right over to IMDb. As we all know, boys, is a scale one through 10 with decimal points. Rob, what do you think Major League scored on the uh, old one through 10? No, I, I know. I know. Because I, I was digging in on this. And no, 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 then, then, then pass well, if you know the answer. Then pass. Kevin yeah, Israel? Yeah, I, I definitely will pass. Kevin Israel, what uh, do you think? Eight, nine. Seven two. Oh, oh, oh. eight nine. Wow. Wow. Doctor. Let's wow. go to my let's go to Kevin Israel. What do you think the old Ron Tomatoes critics one through one hundred? You know the drill, my friend. What the, the do you critics, think? The critics I'm gonna say uh seventy-eight. Rob Bradford. I'm gonna go I I'll, I'll, I'll do the prices right. I'll go seventy-nine. Eighty-three. Oh, there you go. Um, <laughs> son of a bitch. Back to you, back to you, Rob. Audience score for major league. Uh, so remind me what, so what's the one what's through the, 100, one through, one, one through you, 100. Yeah. So I'm going to do, uh, 87. Kevin Israel. 93. 84. Oh, <laughs> shocking. <laughs> quotes. There are a lot of quotes. <laughs> there are a lot of quotes. Not as many as Animal House or Caddyshack, but nonetheless, I, I, I left a lot, but I, hopefully I left a lot for you guys. One of my all-time favorites, this guy here is dead. We'll cross him off then. <laughs> I don't know. Let me think about it. I got another guy in the line for some white walls. <laughs> you may run like maze, but you hit like shit. My all-time favorite. Come on, Dorn, get in front of the damn ball. Don't give me that old label shit. I didn't even write that one down because I knew you were going to take I it. I love Because <laughs> I texted you that last week, I think. Yeah, exactly. It's very bad. It's still Joe Boo's rum. It's very bad. And, of course, the follow-up. Yo, bartender, Joe Boo needs a refill. Yeah. Here is one that was under the radar, and then I goofed at this one. Ricky Vaughn, Willie Mays Hayes. I don't know any of these guys. Mitchell Friedman. <laughs> <laughs> the second best 
That Jewish athletic joke next to airplane. <laughs> There's a big gap between those jokes, so yeah, let's be yeah, honest. Yeah. Oh, we'll see. Nice catch, Hayes. Don't ever fucking do it again. Post-game show is brought to you by Christ. I can't find it. The hell with it. One hit. One goddamn hit. You can't say goddamn on the air. Ah, it doesn't matter anyway. Nobody's listening. And, of course, hey, it's a convicted felon, right, Monty? Well, it doesn't say that here. Well, he should be. <laughs> That's a great. He had some of the best. He had every line of his was fucking gold. Kevin Israel, let's see if I left you any meat in the bonus. I, I, I think I went for the more traditional ones. Hats for bats. Mm-hmm. I've said that every time I've played golf. And I've right. taken those, those the, the club covers off. Just a bit outside. Oh, that's the oh, you too man. Easy. That's, too easy. I can't. I mean, that's the that's the one at the top of the mountain, isn't it? Yeah. Like, it has every, to be. every single time somebody throws yeah. one like yeah. three feet out. Ah, yes. Um, this is one my buddies and I say all the time. Too high. What do you mean too high? <laughs> too far? <laughs> Who gives a shit? It's gone. <laughs> it's, yeah. Up your butt, Joe Boo. Yep. Um, what was he doing wearing panties on his head? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure that was his wife. Uh, this is the out you've been waiting for your whole life. <laughs> yeah, yep. and uh, yep. and another one my friends and I have said often: give him the heater. Yeah, Rob. Yeah, they, any any scraps left at this table? Uh, these two, I mean, these it's two not tackles? it's not a lot, but here's one: like the uh, Jake Taylor. That's my wife. Does she know that? Well, she should have. If I hadn't screwed up, who's that guy she's with? I don't know. He's not wearing a name tag. You want me to drag him out of here? Kick the shit out of him? So uh, um, let's see. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, you guys, you guys, the the one that jumps out, and I can't believe you didn't get do it right. Out, just a bit outside. I mean, this is a staple. In I baseball. left that. I left that was so goddamn obvious. I, I know. <laughs> I know. He's, yeah. So anyway, uh, yeah. So again, between everything that you've mentioned so far. I am. I feel like this might be the biggest challenge of my life. I mean, this is <laughs> this is something. Five fun facts. Bob Euchre was always the director's first choice for Harry Doyle. There was never anybody else up for this job. I said, "Get me Euchre. I don't care what it takes. We've got to have him." He contributed ad libs that were sensational. Number two, Willie Snipes turned down a role and do the right thing to play Willie Mays Hayes. Good choice. Very good choice. Actor Dennis Haysbert really did hit a home run in that final scene. The character is loosely based on some MLB stars. Do you know who they are, Rob? I'll give you a hint. A family. Family. Man. Uh, see, let's see. I have to be 80s. Um, not Griffey. Not oh. like Griffey Sr. No. Matty Jesus and Felipe Alou. Oh, really? Uh, Who became teammates briefly on members of the Giants, San Fran Giants. It was rumored, though, never confirmed that they were deeply superstitious and would talk to their bats just as Serrano does on screen. Number four, the 2016 Real Indians uh, set up a Jobu shrine. Maybe the the Indians (laughs) should thank Pedro Serrano for their winning ways. This past summer, the second baseman, Jason Kipnis, which means it's not really this past summer because he's been gone for a while. <laughs> and first baseman, Mike, Na- Mike Napoli, who used to be a catcher for the Angels, thank you, converted an empty locker in the team clubhouse into a shrine for Joe Boo, the fictional deity Serrano worships. Their ensemble included a tiny figurine of the religious figure, along with a sweater that quotes Pedro's famous line, it's very bad to steal Joe Boo's rum. <laughs> 
Number five, relief pitcher and choke artist Mitch Williams drew Sheen's ire when he adopted the, adopted the nickname Wild Thing and changed his jersey number from 28 to 99, yep. which happened to be Ricky Vaughn's number. On top of that, he chose the Trog song Wild Thing as his personal theme, just as a major league character would. Instead of seeing Williams' antics as a tribute, Sheen felt that they stole his thunder. I was pissed for years at Mitch Williams, and he never gave me the credit the actor once fumed. I feel the same way about Billy Wagner trying to steal Interstamman from the greatest ever Marion Rivera. Oh, yeah, good call. Thank yes. you. I was at Yankees Phillies in Philly a few oh God, years ago, and we all, all, of course, it was overrun by us Yankee fans, and booed the shit out of Billy Wagner. <laughs> And yeah, but is it the same when one athlete does it to another versus one athlete does it to a fictional character but, played by an actor who's not yeah. even a baseball player? Well, I mean, yes. I, Charlie Sheen's a, a wine. I'll player. say this. So I had Billy Wagner on my podcast. He said he had it first. I don't want to listen. Bullshit. I, I'm just uh, don't shoot the messenger. I'm just telling you what he told me. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah, you can tell him back. He's a fucking liar. <laughs> Quote. Hold on. Let me get hold on. How do you oh, spell fucking? And he'll say uh, Kevin who? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's get to where the fans have some questions to ask you, kind sir. And that, of course, being ask a gutter at Bango2331. Yes, I've seen this one. Good for you. And of course, no, that's uh that was a previous one. Oh, here we go. At Lord Snurts, pick two baseball films from mm. movies to face off in the World Series. All right. So this is for me? This, this is, is for me. You. Yeah, it's okay. for you. It's okay. For you. Right. All right. So um I'm gonna go with the nineteen nineteen Chicago White Sox in Eight Men Out. Okay. And uh because if the, uh, assuming that they aren't gonna fix the game, but that's a big assumption. If. If and I'm gonna go with the gritty gutty uh group that Richard Pryor put together in Brewster's Millions. Millions. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Kevin Israel, you got one? I don't know. How, how do you not go for the team from uh the all-star team from Field of Dreams? I mean, that's I was gonna say I thought you were gonna say the Black Sox of Field of Dreams versus the Black Sox and Eight Men Out. I thought that was what you were gonna say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No no team um, chemistry in there there though. <laughs> you just put put a bunch of people from the cornfield together. I would I would do the Field of Dreams team against the uh, Indians from Major League. So a uh, little uh, trivia, a little fun fact about Please. that. Um, so I did this, the Hall of Fame ballot reveal. I don't know if you guys saw this, but yep. so I vote for the Hall of Fame and I want to reveal a ballot. So D.B. Sweeney agreed to dress up as Shoeless Joe Jackson and walk out of a cornfield uh -huh. and give my, my Hall of Fame picks. Please and don't tell me you voted for Scott Roll because I'm going to throw my microphone at you. I can't hear oh, what? You cut it out. You cut it out. <laughs> so does not deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. So so he did it as Shoeless Joe Jackson, and it was awesome because he, he said everybody but Billy Wagner shouldn't be in. And he was like, you know, cheater drugs, cheater drugs, cheater drugs. And so he uh, – but he had told me, he said that he was offered the role of Shoeless Joe in Field of Dreams also, but he didn't want to be typecast. Oh, so then he goes on to play a hockey player in the cutting well, edge. That's, that's a great movie. Great movie. Great movie. By the way, does it was DB Sweeney at least left handed? You know, like Shoeless Joe was. Well, well, that was the problem, right? Ray Liotta, God rest his soul, you know, right handed hitter. Like DB was the best Shoeless Joe. No, not even a question. So there you go. My answer is I would take the Field of Dream squad against the Bad News Bears, the first version. Oh. <laughs> Stand with the shortstop. I'd love to see what he had to say. You know, nobody's uh, nobody. I, 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 I hope that nobody has picked the bad news bears. Not yet. First. Oh, no. 
Please don't even let them. But no, no. Every film is open as much as it may. There, there have been a lot of holies that have been. F- Field of Dreams was one that that was attacked in this very podcast. So, and the oh, natural, really? yeah, and the natural. Well, DB said that he said he says that Field of Dreams is not a baseball movie. I don't know if you guys agree or disagree. Disagree, and most certainly is. It's a, it's a, it's also an emotional journey between a father and son. More uh, more so, maybe I think you could argue fifty one forty nine. Depends on what side you're on. I will argue baseball yeah, though. I I could see both sides of it, but I think it's still a baseball movie. There you go. Discuss among yourselves. That's an excellent job. <laughs> we just did. Thank you very much. <laughs> Next ask a gutter coming from Matt Nemirovsky. Major League is one of my favorite movies, but I've started calling it my remote test movie because Ooh. I'll watch until the end, regardless where I start. Trademark. It is trademark. Thank you. Mm. But I never see the first 15 to 30 minutes of the movie. What are your remote test movies, sir? Ooh. Ah. Uh... I mean, Shawshank's a, a cliche, oh, right? Yeah, yeah no, but, 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 it, but it deserves its place yeah. out there. But you know yeah. what? I did this the other night uh, where you know he's flipping around, is nothing. And then um, I get a Forrest Gump. Like, I hang in there for Forrest Gump every Ooh, time. Ooh, very right? done early on this podcast. And I really hate, I hate that film. Oh! Terrible. <laughs> it's a boomer, <laughs> boomer nostalgia that's only fueled because you love the soundtrack and that film drags. Oh, and the I tell you what, the obvious, the other obvious one, Mystery Alaska, of course, Mystery Alaska. I've not seen that yet. It's in the queue. Never even heard of it. It's Russell Crowe. That Russell Crowe is a hockey player yeah, for the Rangers. Mind. I mean, this one, this one could be picked apart so easily, but it's so delicious. Also done this podcast, The Mighty Ducks. So I don't know where you stand on that. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, right. yeah, no, I can see that. I can see that. So uh, Israel, your your remote test films. I mean, I, I know mean, a lot I, of them. Yeah. I'm going to give your going to give your top three. Uh, obviously, Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Yep. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I have to, I go with Shawshank, too. Also, and um, Shawshank too. Like there was a sequel. <laughs> <laughs> he's back in prison. <laughs> With and <a> he's back. <laughs> um, one more. And you know, I'm gonna go for uh, for one of what a, a movie that most people probably wouldn't say, but I love it. Is Captain America: First Avenger? That Solid. movie's on. I always watch it. Winter Soldier's better, but it, it, and you know what? I'm not gonna disagree. It's a. Sure. It's definitely a better movie, but I. Fucking love First Avenger. I'm gonna I'm gonna do four because I love Caddyshack. You know that was gonna. Come oh in, yeah, but... yeah. I did that twice in the last three weeks. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, pulp Pulp Fiction, obviously. Mm. Naked Naked Gun, and goddamn, this is my little guilty pleasure. Clerks. I love Clerks. Still, but, pulp, but Clerks is never on TV. It's on HBO. It's on. It has its shags. It, I mean, it I does. could definitely see watching it, but I don't think I've ever been like, oh, Clerks is on. Which you, is know what, you know what? You know You know what the biggest problem with Clerks is? None. Clerk, clerks too. Yes, but you know what? Clerks it sullied 3, it. It did, but Clerks 3 is legit good. It, 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 it really, I'm telling you, if you see it, Israel, do you see it yet or no? Clerks 3? No, I've never, I haven't seen it. But it, I do. It's I, very different, and it's very good. It's the very debate good. in Clerks 2 but about Star Wars versus Lord of the Rings Great. is fantastic. Right. <laughs> I didn't like when he besmirched Optimus Prime and the Transformers, though. I had a problem with that. <laughs> have, you guys done, have you guys done worse sequel? I mean, I think there's like a runaway winner, right? Say that again. The worst sequel. Nope, that's not this podcast. We only do films that people love. No, I know, but I'm gonna say, well, I can. I will. Caddyshack right, it, to it. Caddyshack to it. Exactly. I was just gonna. I was just gonna say. I want someone to find someone who liked Caddyshack to do it. What like about re- made, reverse engineer this. 
Major Nate, League well, Two was it's right there. It's right Major, there. And Major League Three, God, if you saw that, then that means you were that means that you were your your Geneva con- convention rights were being violated if you watch. Didn't Major even League know 3. it existed. Scott Bakula called Major League Three back uh, the minors. Poor Scott Bakula. I do remember that. He now. took a quantum leap out of success, didn't he? Hey oh <laughs> unnecessary roughness. Excellent. Oh, that, movie. That, no, that movie's terrible. I rewatched, What are you talking about? I rewatched that maybe a few months ago. Boy, does it suck. It is god awful kathy ireland and pads are you kidding me by the way the fakest cutaways when she's kicking those field goals they, <laughs> yeah. they, they don't even try they don't even try it's like it's like when Lori laughlin was riding the bike in quotes i use that in rad <laughs> rad that was a terrible one uh, at, at, at uh, bjorn the viking ken bjorn turner what's up buddy when will they start testing for tiger's blood in the mlb <laughs> What are you that talking is, about? Yeah. You know, it works 100%, 90% of the time. Absolutely. It's great. <laughs> That's. Uh, I think Manny Ramirez got busted for that as well. At Joe Loves Kim, is the 2021 World, Ver- World Series version of Jorge Soler the modern-day Pedro Serrano? That's a good Pedro Serrano. I mean, that, that's a good one. It's not a bad one. Good right. comp. Not a bad call. I like that. That's going to close Ask a Gutter. Hey, listen, guys. No one listens to podcasts all the way to the end. So let's get our plugs out now. Rob Bradford, where can we find you besides watching and broadcasting the last place Boston Red Sox? <laughs> uh, just ba- baseballs and boring. Base The baseballs and boring podcast. Because I don't know if you guys agree. If you agree, I'll send you a bunch of t-shirts. Baseball isn't boring. So I did this book nope. with Joe, Joe Kelly. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with him. Yeah. yeah. Yankees people usually hate him, so yep. I apologize in advance. Uh, has a great story about the fight with Tyler Austin. So I did a book with him. Talks about, you know, the fight we had with Tyler Austin. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Two weeks later, sees him in Times Square, tries to get out of the car and fight him. There you go. Chapter three. Uh, but, uh, yeah, a damn near perfect game. That came out at the end of February. A lot of fun to do. So Joe Joe Kelly sits down and interviews Rob Manfred, which was, I think, the first time any player has ever done anything like that. So there you go. Those two that- things. That's a nice little, uh, that's yeah. a nice little how do you do this. Nice. Kevin Israel, I'm sure it's kevinisrael.com, but please feel free to get in more detail. That's about it. Kevinisrael.com for all my comedy dates. My calendar's up there. Uh, summer's coming, so that means comedy grinds to a halt. Yeah. Uh, but I have a few dates before uh, September, which I will go on about a two-month hiatus so I can welcome my second child. Yay! All right, all right. Congrats, guys. Gutting the sacred cow at gmail.com if you want to advertise with us. GTSE podcast on Twitter, gutting the sacred cow.com to grab some sweet ass merch, hats, bags, mugs, you name it. We've got it. And hey, we love those five star rating, two or three sentence reviews on Amazon or wherever the Amazon. What the hell am I saying? I'm getting all my stuff juxtaposed on all your podcast platform of choice. YouTube, find us there. Give us a like, smash that subscribe button. And tell a friend, that sure helps. Much appreciated. Kevin Israel, let's let our new friend Rob Bradford really try and scale the uh, the Cooperstown Mount Everest, I think. Uh, uh. And God. God. Uh, uh, sacred. Uh, sacred. Yeah. <laughs>
It comes together in post. Uh, it, uh, <laughs> it doesn't actually. I don't. I don't match us up. I just let it go. <laughs> Even better. <laughs> All right. So uh, this is where I launch into it, right? The T-shirt yes. gun. The T-shirt yes. gun for yes. like the, the holier than thou movies. Uh, Good luck, sir. Is, first of all, is there a tougher movie, baseball movie, to take on than this? And I would say no, because of everything that you mentioned. But I would say this also: it's such a for people who actually like baseball, it is such a flawed movie. And I'm going to start here. Which my and I I get it. Everybody can love this. Everybody does love it. It's a campy. It's an easy movie to watch. So forth and so on. But if you're gonna do a baseball movie, you have to have people who can actually like function and play baseball. That is a thing that drives me absolutely nuts. I will say this: one of my biggest pet peeves is how Hollywood portrays catchers. And so this is a whole thing, right? Mm -hmm. the, go down the list of catchers in major league uh, in movies of baseball movies. John Candy wearing the polyester, you know, Brewster's Millions. Yeah. Uh, John C. Riley and uh, for the love of the game, like stumbling around. You know, Robert De Niro and bang the drum slowly. I mean, come on, like none of these. Tom Berenger, like okay, like that is okay, but still not good enough. And that's the problem. That is the best. Uh, representation of a baseball player in the entire cast. They had to make Wesley Snipes, every scene that they had Wesley Snipes run, which he was supposed to be this lightning fast guy, they had to do it in slow motion. Go watch! Every scene he runs is in slow motion because he's not that fast. Like, find a faster guy, okay? And Charlie Sheen, fine. He can play baseball. And one little fact that uh, was you left out before uh, this came out, I think, about a month ago, or he said he said he took steroids. Yeah, for the movie. I, I, I saw that. I didn't put it in there. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, all, it's all well. good. It's but all you know, good. he said that he said his, his fastball went from like eighty two. I don't believe it. I don't believe any of it. I don't believe. And, <laughs> I don't and so, and I said this on the broadcast. I said so. We had a guy come in blowing a Jordan Hicks of the Cardinals. Yep. He was blowing hundred and one every pitch, and I said, yeah, you know what. This is how much baseball has changed. When you have that scene where he's trying out and he throws the ball through the backstop and they're like, what do you got on the gun? 96. I'm like, oh, 96? Like, I throw 96 now. So it's <laughs> the problem is, is that Charlie, Char okay, so let's go. Uh, Char but Charlie Sheen is, uh, he's a representative because a great baseball movie is Eight Men Out. Almost everybody in there, except the second baseman, who was a dancer, could play baseball everybody in there charlie sheen was probably the best baseball player and and he was he had to take steroids to do it everybody else in there i uh much like real baseball players well exactly <laughs> when you have the pitcher the other pitcher chelsea ross I like that. You know how old he was when he was pitching oh, in that movie? Go ahead. Let's hear it. Oh, I, I had this. Oh, don't say it. I had it. <laughs> All right. I think I did the math right. No, go I'm ahead. good at math. Go I ahead. think he was like 47. <laughs> yeah. I think he, he was, was 40. I he was my age. This in my notes. Yeah. <laughs> think about he, but this. I thought, I think he looks like he's 60. <laughs> uh, that's the problem. I mean, you can't find someone. He was literally just coming off Hoosiers. Where he was the guy in the 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 decrepit guy in the stands at the end of the when they make win the championship in slow motion, looking like someone took a cattle prod to him, you know. So it's this. What are you doing, like Corbin Burnson? He yes, like he was the the prima donna player, but even if he wasn't the prima donna player, he would suck. He was a terrible baseball player. He couldn't function. Yeah, he could wear, he could rock the mullet, and he could rock the, I don't even know what type of jeans he wore back then. Jordash. 
Jordan, Jordan, the pleated Jordash. Yeah. You can rock the pleated Jordash. Acid wash. Yes. yes. And, then, and then, and then, so, and then even the, the storyline of, okay, you wouldn't have Tom Berenger's girlfriend, ex girlfriend, uh, the former Olympic swimmer turned librarian. Like, all right, that's a natural progression. By the way, the event that they said that she was uh, a candidate for the Olympics doesn't even exist in the Olympics. You go to go through this this whole movie. There, there you can pick through this. To your point, Yankees. I don't know about you, but I've never seen a Yankees with a, a Yankee with a beard. Mustache, oh, like, like they well, had. no, no, the mustaches are allowed. Don Mattingly had the mustache, right? Yeah, Mattingly had the mustache. You couldn't, yeah. have, you couldn't have facial hair below a mustache, right? Okay, or so your hair touch your collar. Like a cop. To get, yeah, exactly. so it wasn't Pete Vukovic, he was the first baseman. Is that yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, believe me, he would not. Steinbrenner no, would have left a lot of one on the that, field. That's right, and yeah. there are a ton of those little things. But my biggest thing is that it's this you cannot, there are so many things that. You can poke your holes in in this movie if you follow baseball even remotely. And I understand the people who are voting for it, the people who are almost 90%, fine. Like, you don't follow baseball. But I do, so it's my prerogative to say, sorry, you have a bunch of players who can't play baseball. Willie Mays Hayes, you know, can't play baseball. Um, go down the list of guys who can't play baseball, and there's all kinds of things in that movie which did, would never happen. You talk about the shrine in in the locker room. Do they let the media in? Like, obviously no. no. Because if they let the media in, that thing would be gone the next day. It, it just wouldn't happen. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I can go on, but well, yeah, that's but, what that's what you're here for. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's, it's 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 my biggest thing is that it's just. It's just in 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 a nutshell. It's for me. It's just too campy. It's just too. It's too unrealistic when you really, really start looking at it. And I know that I am the not even the vast majority. The uh, the ninety nine percent of the majority. I understand that, but it's my prerogative to not like this movie. Let Can it be I, said. Let I, it be done. I have to ask this because you're you're gonna make me. Whatever. Did you like the natural? It? Did you like the natural? Uh, yes. How do you like the natural when the fucking game ends when he hits a fucking home run and the lights explode, but that's real? I've seen no. it happen. Yeah. I've seen okay. it happen. Yeah. Well, okay. it's, it's, it's all that bullshit. Hey. He, gets hey. shot. he gets shot. He's got lead poisoning through him, but he's going to go so much or make a second run. Fuck for, the natural. For, first of all, first of all, first of all. All right. This is great because when was that played? Like say thirties, the, those games, thirties, yeah. right? Well, twenty, no twenties, because they the the Babe Ruth character. Okay, so like, there's no hold bars in the twenties. I mean, there's 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 shits happening all the time, all over the place in the twenties. People are getting shot and playing and walking out of hospital beds. Lights are getting crashed. Balls no. are, are the the cover of the balls are flying off the balls. Little kids are chopping down trees and making bats. Oh, it, it was yuck. a twenty. It was a twenty. By the by the by the time we got to the eighties, the late eighties, none of that stuff was happening. There you go. Oh, but then again, oh wait, the twist. That's not his kid in the stands. We all couldn't figure that out. <laughs> And the kid running around with his bat, that's like, that's going to happen. Oh, I got a bat for you, too. Shut the fuck up. It's, it's, more, it's, it's, it's more realistic than Wesley Snipes being able to hit a baseball. I can I can no. stomach I can stomach that. I can stomach Wesley Snipes <laughs> 10 times out of 10. Poor old-ass, multi-warded face Robert Redford can swing a baseball bat. I am not buying that. No who, 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 do you, who, do you, who do you think, we're well, forget about a home run derby, who do you think would have hit the ball out of the infield first, Robert Redford or Corbin Burnson? 
Corbin Burns would have a seeing eye single to his neck. <laughs> <laughs> He'd have an 18 hopper that goes to the middle. Listen, there is there are some ath- some actors like I saw Tom Selleck hit a home run in a home run derby at an All Star game once. Mr. Baseball, okay. Mr. Baseball, right? Well, a- he's a I mean he's a specimen. He's just exactly Corbin Burnson. I don't think he can get it out of the infield. I'm just going to say it. I don't think he could. And this is a guy who supposedly signed this enormous contract that had clauses in it that said he didn't have to do push-ups. Yeah. Are you kidding me? <laughs> anyway, there you go. Is that is that your argument in full? I mean, I, mean, I, I don't. Do I have to say anything? I don't know how. I don't. I, do you, I, Obviously, I'm not going to convince anybody of this. Maybe you <laughs> don't, were gonna don't, don't self-deprecate. Don't <laughs> don't don't, don't listen, water yourself. Listen, I'll say this: it's everyone's prerogative to be wrong. That's what that's what I'll say. That's what this podcast's oh. about? <laughs> but it's but it's just drives me nuts that there are so many holes to be picked apart in this movie. The GM once they they they're going to hire a manager. The owner said. We're going to hire Luke Brown. Well, what's he doing? Oh, he's managing in AAA. I've never heard of him. What type of GM are you? You've never heard of a guy managing in AAA? It, it, by the way, it's, it, it's your own farm team, by the, by the way. Toledo is a AAA <laughs> team for Cleveland. Never, never heard of him. <laughs> yeah, so. That's, yeah. A, that, 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 that's a valid point. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I, I acquiesced. You finally got one. You got one valid point. I don't like like bringing the natural into this because, like I said, it's like, we had the natural that in the twenties, photographers were coming right up to the to the hitters as they were hitting about three feet away from them and snapping these big light bulbs in their face. What could oh. go wrong? Go go listen to the go, go listen to the natural episode and you'll go shit. They're right about at least five points. I okay, all right, all right. Is, it, is that all you have? You got more for us? Up to you. That's all I got for now. But I'll think of something else. Give me a one to ten. Five. All right. Israel, batter up. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. 
Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I got to tell you, so when I started watching this movie again, um, I was like, what could Rob possibly say about this movie? Unless he's a baseball nerd who's going to go after all the, the the idiosyncrasies that don't make sense from realism as far as baseball goes. I was like, but nah, he wouldn't do that. That's too obvious. <laughs> and here we are, yep. gentle listener. <laughs> all right. So Rob's Rob's baseball fandom minutiae aside if you've ever listened to any of my- <laughs> I guess every single thing i said is aside <laughs> <laughs> pushing that over here yeah if you've ever listened to any of my analyses of movies you'll know the first thing i care about in movies is characters if a movie doesn't have characters that i can care about it's probably gonna fail and this movie has fantastic characters yeah. I, I maybe they can't actually play baseball which that's a whole nother issue but they're they're awesome characters who you can identify. They they fill voids. Um, Jake is obviously the main character in the movie. I guess if there is a main character, he gets the most probably screen time, and everything kind of revolves around him. But all the secondary characters are fantastic. Even the ones that are barely on screen, like Eddie isn't Eddie isn't a main character. I wouldn't even say he's a secondary character. He's probably like a tertiary character. Mm-hmm. But he's great in the role that he he plays serrano uh ricky vaughn dorn and they all feel like people we know that you've dealt with in life whether it was in a sport or work or something and they're there you 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 get you get behind them all and you you feel them all and the most important thing about most of them is they actually have arcs in a movie with a, a really stacked cast each of them has its own little arc that they go through and that leads into my into my second point that not only does this have great characters, but this movie has like four or five subplots that it manages to handle pretty well as the movie goes. Usually, if you try fitting that much story into a movie, the more it gets, the movie gets weighed down and messy. And this doesn't. This movie is only an hour and forty minutes long. Like, wh- who makes a who makes a, a a great movie like that in an hour and forty minutes? And this does it. This movie was was three quarters over before I even realized it. Mm-hmm. And that's and they don't make movies like that anymore. And going back to my characters, my character point, they when you, there was something about movies in the eighties, especially in this this time period, the late eighties, where you really felt like the characters in these movies. Like they, like I, I don't know why I kept thinking like Top Gun, but like Top Gun had like these great characters that you sort of got. Like the movie was cheesy as hell and whatever, and this movie's cheesy, but. You kind of the characters just meant something like they had weight to them. You don't see that as much in movies any, anymore now. And to kind of to Rob's point, it's, a, you know, it's green screen. It's all special effects. There's so much that they care about. It's all about just making the money. And you don't feel like the characters in this movie were just so every time this movie is on. I'm like, oh, I got to fucking watch this scene because 
You know, it's, uh, he's he's gonna he's gonna get up from the bed and run and and sprint through and get in through the tryouts. They they carried him out in his cot in, in slow motion, of course. Yeah, well, shit, yeah. shit, I got cut. I got cut already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but to my sub point, my subplot point. There's Jake's romance. There's Ricky's evolution into a pro athlete and sort of becoming a, t- a member of the team. There's Dorn's marriage disaster. There's Willie Mays Hayes making the team and getting all his steals that, you know, hanging up the the, the uh, gloves. There's Pedro overcoming his batting challenge. Um, Lou Brown, the there, manager. Yeah, there's and there's there's but then there's a the whole Lou Brown, the manager versus Phelps. You know, she's trying to move the team. And then all around that whole mess of stories is them trying to make it to the postseason. And it all it all just works together and, and moves the movie together so efficiently. And without you ever going, Ugh, the, if there's any plot in this plot point in this, that this movie's way it weighs this movie down, it's probably Jake's romance because it's just like, ah, did they, they probably didn't even really need that. It didn't. How, did, how, did, how did he get in the apartment building? That's what I want to know. How did he get in the the 80s, man? There was no security (laughs) in the 80s. (laughs) I'll address that as well. (laughs) Um, But so, okay, so so to those points, to the to some of the little nitpicky stuff. um, One of my other problems with this movie is I don't care how you cut his hair or what you cut his sleeves off. Charlie Sheen is not a badass. He's not a convict. He doesn't have that air about him. He looked like a, he looked like a rich kid who just got a stupid haircut. And, and I mean, he, it's an iconic character, but at the same time, when you really think like it was the scene when he gets, when he first drives up on the motorcycle with the other guy. And by the way, it looks like a gay couple that just arrived. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, and he when gets they do, off they that he, handshake. Yeah. yeah. And they do that stupid handshake that motorcycle gangs definitely don't do. Uh, but that was supposed <laughs> to be like, Oh, this guy's a bad ad. No, he's not. Wait a minute. You mean to tell me you did not buy him as the punk in Ferris Bueller's day off in the police station machine. <laughs> you know what? I actually think he was more of a badass in that. That scene yeah. in that movie than in this entire like I just you just never like oh he's in the French restaurant wearing just a tie ah because he's such a badass Hulk Hogan did that too and he tore the sleeves <laughs> off the off the tux jacket but you know that that <laughs> that always that that felt a little weird and then and then the funny thing is he's got to wear glasses and he's like I need glasses that make me look badass and he gets these ridiculously thick black rimmed glasses with a skull that you can't even see nobody could ever see that skull other than that one close up where they show it it looked it looked like tape on his it looked worse it they was look, just, they look like someone took Elvis Costello's glasses or Louis Skolnick's yeah, glasses yeah. from Red of the Nerds yeah. and threw a gold gold skull bones on it. Like they didn't have contacts back then. That wasn't an option. They, <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure my sister got contacts in like the early 80s. Wait, we could also talk about Chris Sabo, the ex Reds third baseman Ooh, who got goggles. goggles. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, with the with the come on, let's go with the goggles. Goggles were around then. Yeah. Goggles would have been a better badass thing. Right. All right. All right. Sorry. I, I don't so, want to step on, on toes here. Let's go. As, mu- as much as I do hate, I, well, I wouldn't say hate, but as much as I thought that the, the, the romance side of this movie kind of drags the rest of it down, the scene where he shows up to the party and how he got up there, we don't know. But uh, 
it it really felt as awkward as that, that experience would be. Like you could feel him because every time I watched it, I'm like, just leave. Like, why would you even say like, just because he puts his arm around you doesn't mean you have to go. You just be like, no, nah, fuck you. But the fact that at the end, as he's walking out, he goes, suck my right dick. <laughs> like they would never write that line today. You would never get that in a movie today. It's so great because that's what one of us would say to another asshole. Like we would definitely say, suck my dick. And it's such a like it was it just felt like such a real I wouldn't be surprised if that wasn't even the script and he just said it because he felt like that was the right thing to say because it did feel like such a such a natural moment the outboard motor in the bathtub makes me uncomfortable every time i see it every time i'm like i look i suspend disbelief all the time but i can't imagine having my foot that close to a propeller under a water (laughs) being confident that i'm not gonna get chewed up (laughs) it was a ridiculous solution to a terrible problem (laughs) this tb the tb12 method there you go (laughs) suzanne dorn is up there with ali from the karate kid from worst girlfriend slash wives she starts so much shit it's so fucked she could have gone fucked anybody but she goes and fucks this poor guy who's got to play with her husband. She didn't. Her husband doesn't give a shit. He's already cheating on you. All you're doing is screwing over this nice kid who just wants to be a pitcher. Like that's what a what an asshole move by her. Uh, isn't that the point though? I mean, that's yeah. the point. But but it's an but she she wanted to piss off her husband. But really, if her husband's already cheating on her, how much is he really going to care? But what he's doing is he's going to get a, he's going to make this guy who just wanted to get laid, get into a fight with her. It, it's just such a shitty asshole thing to do. And I feel like that was something in the 80s that they did, like women got to do, like like that was a way that women, pussy was a weapon. And they would use it. But I, I actually see the reason why she did it. I'm sure this guy comes home like, this kid Vaughn's a real jerk off. She's like, all right, now that you banged some other chick, I'm going to go and fuck the guy that you absolutely can't yeah, and that's stand. And that's fair. And that's fair. But you're still a piece of shit for doing it. Of course. And not, and not, for, and not for fucking somebody. But for fucking the guy that you know is now going to be a victim of your fucking sociopathic husband who drives around in whatever weird car. But, but in, in fairness, it's not like if, if she does it with a guy, like you look up in the stands, it doesn't really mean anything. You need the guy who's like 90 feet away from you right? in the middle of the heat. Uh, that's the whole point. Yeah. No, I, I look, I it's get like, the logic, the concession here, but it doesn't, it <laughs> doesn't make guy. her any better of a person or that, that kind of trope for, for women in, you know, eighties, early nineties movies where it's like, Oh, the only way they can get even is by fucking somebody else. <laughs> it's like, Jesus Christ. Um, so anyway, I mean, that, that that's it for me. For me, it's a tight movie. It's got a great cast, great characters that lit, that still survive that people are still trying to recreate today. It's an eternally quotable movie. Every literally every scene of that movie is quotable or recreated in some way. It passes the remote test with a ridiculously flying co- like there's no part in that movie where I won't stop and watch. And by the way, I left this important fact out that you won't know, Rob, but Kevin knows very well. I'm not a sports guy. I'm not. <laughs> I, I mean, Kevin starts talking sports and it might as well. I'm fucking in Ferris Bueller's class. Like, it's just I'm drooling and 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 I love sports movies. Like, I love sports movies, but I can't. I, I just sp- sports itself. I, I mean, I, I'll watch. I don't mind. But I'm I he Kevin said like nine different terms and I have no idea what they mean. Um, 
But I still I still love this movie and I love it for, it's for, for the baseball some, but it could have been any sport. But the, the characters and the plots are, are really what moves this movie along and makes it so rewatchable and and so enjoyable, even to a, uh, a baseball neophyte like myself. So, yeah, I mean, this this is a great movie. I, I a nine. Ah, I know it's me that high. I'm going to guess eight, but OK, nine it is. <laughs> These notes brought to you by gutting the sacred cow at gmail.com to say hi or advertise with us. And again, leave us at five star rating, two or three sentence review wherever you listen to podcasts. And no better compliment than a referral itself to your friends, family, or the radio audience that you're broadcasting to. Notes A lot of movies can properly romanticize cities New York, Vegas, London, Paris, Mogadishu, but. If you were filmed getting blown by 1996 Pam Anderson in downtown Cleveland, this town will still look like an asteroid should be begging to hit it. <laughs> you cannot gussy up Cleveland. It's a shithole. I've never been there, but I just see, I see the footage. That's all I need to know. Rachel Phelps wants to move the, move the team to Miami. Ironically, also, what, what other film came out this year and prophesized a team would move to Miami four years later? Back to the Future 2. Huh. Miami won the World Series. <laughs> Miami against the Cubs. So Miami moving to move to Miami in this film in 89. Also back to the future. Miami Marlins came to the league in 1993. More, ver more baseball knowledge coming your way, Kevin Israel. <laughs> the actor who plays Lou Brown could have his voice double for Sam Elliott's any day of the week. Uh, it's, it's, I love Sam Elliott's voice, and it's close. It's he, he, by the way, he is the best cast guy in that whole movie. Uh, Brown. One of Berenger, I think, is a great cat is a great Jake Taylor. Yeah. Oh, I guess I'll go fuck myself. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. He's no John Candy. Ah, uh, yes. Charlie Sheen mid Coke pre meltdown, but a post alleged raping of Corey Haim. Allegedly, I dare say there is no better sweet spot for Sheen in cinema history than this time frame. I've never played spring training ball, but I highly doubt the players are all sleeping in the same quarters as the boot camp squad as Full Metal Jacket. No one is sleeping. You know what? Because I don't know anything about baseball, I, I was when I watched that this time, I was like, do they all really get stuck in a barracks together? Like, no. make it, these are all professional players. They don't. <laughs> Great point. Thank you. Harris, the pitcher, does not look a day under 67. <laughs> <laughs> unless he's more baseball more, more baseball references kevin israel unless he's doing his best phil or joe negro impression he he's not making it any team at all unless of course it is the 2023 oakland days because they're terrible because they're bad i don't kevin, get any of those references they are a colossally abysmal team that are going to break all records for uh just being trash when Sheen and Corbin Burnson are fighting in the locker room, I haven't seen this many men wrestling in their tidy whities since Kevin Israel's bachelor party video. Hey, that was a good time, and it was special for all of us. <laughs> Is that a sport? Yeah. There was every, oil involved. Every time Jake Taylor takes that imaginary swing and calls a shot, I get chills every <laughs> time because every kid did that at least 800,000 times. The music is perfect. The shots are perfect. It hits every triggering emotion for a dude who picked up a bat and a ball. Ah, 
the days of having to page somebody at a restaurant. You had to be. Oh, that's great. Thank you. Thank you. You you had to be in some deep shit (laughs) to page someone at a like if you called your parents. You're if you're watching your brother or sister or you're the babysitter and you called your parents at a restaurant. That house better be on fucking fire. Yeah, it's such a great point, and and also. It it sets the movie in its time period so well, because really, if you took that out and so a few other things, this movie could have happened at any period like this. There's nothing specifically where it's like this has to be an 80s movie. But that scene is such a moment where like nobody has to just call their cell phone. Why would you do <laughs> hell? People take com- take calls having dinner with their loved ones. <laughs> Got to take it. Yeah. When Dorn says he's, quote, going to his office to take a dump, I'm so glad that cliche has been passed. So I Googled famous cliches for taking a dump. Here's my favorite one I found on Google, feeding the French. (laughs) I've heard heard that before. I haven't. It's the first time. I also like that as he said it, he walked away and he waved the bandit because he clearly was just cross-dusting everybody. Bob Uecker, while they were going to pray. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bob Euchre just doesn't steal the show. He steals it and then resells it for 10 times the retail value. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Now, another baseball point of contention here. Uh, Israel, take notes. Vaughn throws 12 straight balls, and then Hayward is a first pitch swinger. No, no, if I if when I played ball from whenever I would have gotten yanked if I would have first pitch swinging. I know it was a co- I know it was a cookie, I know it was a cookie, but no fucking way are you swinging after 12 straight balls. No. Wait, I have a question since you're since you're educating on baseball oh. and I, I looked away. So I, it's possible that I missed it. Doesn't Taylor get hit by the ball at the end? No, it's a swinging bunt. No, he bunts. It's no, bunt. before that, before that. He, no, he 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 gets brushed he back. No, he brushed back. Yeah, it's a brush back pitch. Oh, I thought he got hit. Okay, never mind. No. Can, well, he would he would have been running the first base. Right, like he would have gone to that. Yeah, right. He would have moonwalked. That ruined the whole movie. Yeah. <laughs> If life imitates art, so when the Indians had to fly in a prop plane, this year's Oakland A's should be forced to fly Spirit Airlines from here until when they play in Vegas. It's a great plane. It's a great plane. <laughs> the the reading section on it was fucking chef's kiss. Fantastic. Crime <laughs> and Punishment, the comic book. <laughs> Where do I sign up? <laughs> I can't believe you guys didn't really get into this. It'd be a little bit, but Jake Taylor getting into full Jimmy Stewart in vertigo creep territory. He keeps showing up at Renee Russo's work and house. <laughs> Where is the restraining order? I, I actually had Jake's Jake's a, a stalker. Yeah. And when he goes and in the, in the theater, he goes, Hey, I'm going to be around. Yeah. You know, also said that De Niro and Cape fear. <laughs> He's underneath the car. <laughs> All the oh, I'm not going to say that's too mean. Who wants to raise their kid to be an Olympic champion like Berenger and Russo's kid? There's no money in Olympic champion <laughs> unless it's a Wheaties box and a partially nude spread in Sports Illustrated Athletes Edition. <laughs> oh, by the way, Martha Stewart made the cover, yeah, so yeah. that just that just goes to show you where we are. Nothing what? matters anymore. One of the very few films, sports films, 
where the where the characters were not completely cartoonish and and a semblance of a ball player. I disagree. They might have been the best athletes, but come on, go watch films of unnecessary roughness. Give me a break. Go uh. watch the replacements is the most egregious. <laughs> Keanu Reeves plays a quarterback in two films and he can't throw a football. Better name: Johnny Utah, Shane Falco. But Johnny Utah. Oh yeah, come uh, on. And All and of right. course, because you can't have Utah, give me two without yeah. that. <laughs> Defense rest. Bob Euchre dressing like a watered down Rodney Dangerfield in Caddyshack, and I'm here for it in spades. <laughs> that's that's actually the most real thing in the whole movie when it comes to baseball. Yeah. Broadcasters do dress like him. Why? And I wish John uh, Sterling, John Sterling, and Susan Waldman would dress like that too. Uh, they're just abysmal. Why did MLB get rid of the bullpen car? That was fun. A little alone fact, it's still there. Nobody ah. uses it. Oh, I was going to say. Unless nobody. Unless they give, it, they give the option, but, they, but nobody uses it. I would totally use it. And I would pick oh, it out. Of course. Hell yeah. I'm getting dry. Fuck yeah. I'd come out with a, with a, with a bourbon in one hand and a cigar in the other if I'm coming, <laughs> out, if I'm coming to close. By the way, he follows Rene Russo home. In a bullpen car, that thing is a that thing is a golf cart with a hat. <laughs> that should have it should have taken him six hours to get home to her house. He would have run out of charge first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. six hours, not five minutes behind. Stop it! That doesn't happen. That's great. Donna Goatee is a golf cart. I know how fast that thing goes. Uh, by the way, Rene Russo always has and always will be a stunner. Oh yeah. Smoke show. What's the, what's the Rene Russo peak? Uh, boy. Oh, Thomas Crown Affair. She's topless and she's super hot. She's hot in everything. Mm. You could argue that. What do you go ahead, Israel? Give me one better. A little bit of a horse face to me. You're crazy. I disagree. That's fine. Movies like this show dudes back in the day. You can wear women down enough to cheat on their fiancés as long as you're wearing a baseball uniform in their house. But let's be honest. That guy didn't have a chance. That guy did not have a chance. Oh, the schlubby accountant. Yeah. Yeah. Not even. Not even. Close. He wasn't even schlubby. He was like. Right. A, he was like a douchey. He was like just a douche. And there was no way he would have the balls to put his hands around like Tom Berenger and walk him out the door. Yeah. There's no way. No. Right. You're a professional athlete. Great seeing the old Yankee Stadium. Takes me back to the days when we really sucked, and now we still suck. So there we have it. Things haven't really changed since then. Here is a, this is a new thing I'm bringing on the podcast, Kevin Israel. Are you ready? It's called the NME, Naked Mandela Effect. I thought the mm -hmm. cardboard, the cardboard cutout of Rachel Phelps was naked. Turns Me out, too. see, there you go. Turns out she's just wearing a bikini. Pasties. No, she's in pasties. Oh, pasties. I'm sorry. It's pasties. Mm -hmm. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure I, I, I'll posit two things. One, it was in her contract that She'd do it. She'd pose for the picture or whatever, but she had to be in pasties. Or two, that was a body double. Yeah. Because if you look at it, it doesn't look like it was probably her body. But in that case, why not show the nipples? But was this this movie was PG-13? R. Oh, it was R. So, yeah. I, Which is why I thought it was nudity. Yeah. Robbed. I, I love seeing those old school uniforms. Royals, Cubs, Angels. Oh, that brought me back. Uh, I love the American Express parody. American Express, don't steal home without it. <laughs> that was a huge commercial campaign in the 80s. It's yep. a good Only scene. That is a good scene. Yep. We have some reverse cultural appropriation here, fellas. Dennis Haysbert, black guy, playing a Cuban. Where is the outrage? 
Where is the outrage? My wife sitting next to me going, that's not what Cubans sound like. <laughs> His wife is Cuban, by the way. Yeah. He sounds he sounds and, and apparently Pedro isn't a huge Cuban name. Oh. <laughs> All these characters are insanely easy to root for, of course, except the owner, which is perfect because that's how sports have been since the dawn of time. Hating the owner, except George Steinbrenner, the second run, because everyone loved him then because he chilled out <laughs> after that special. When Willie Mays Hayes is nailing down those batting gloves to the wall, I thought what if I would be nailing to the wall if I was a ball player. That is easy. NDAs from all the sexual contests <laughs> I would have. You're not far off. You're nope. not far off, my no. friend. Oh, the I reality. <laughs> I like how Euchre said the Yankees were the longtime rivals of the Indians. Wrong. Success is the longtime rival of the Indians. <laughs> Get ready for the biggest that doesn't happen. Pedro Serrano carrying the bat around the bases after hitting a home run. That's the Mount Rushmore of that doesn't happen. Yeah, who was hitting behind him? Because he would have got one in the ear hole. Uh, the, the next two guys would have gotten yeah, a couple. Yeah. Harris's windup is uglier than someone's poop after eating a crave case of White Castle burgers and then washing it down with four Mexican pizzas from Taco Bell. He looked. I, I just <laughs> assumed he was just so old that it... <laughs> He looks like was someone, could do. He, he looks like someone's cerebral palsy trying to do a Roger Clemens impression. <laughs> Get ready for another that doesn't happen. There's a fan wearing batting gloves while booing the pickoff of William Mays Hayes. Where is the PA to tell the director, cut and take off batting gloves off a goddamn fan in the stands? Real fans don't need props at games. You hear me, California Anaheim Angels fans, Rally Monkey? Thunder six, shove them up your ass. Next. <laughs> I like how Jake Taylor looked at the dugout and he got, he got signs. Guess what? There is no sign from a manager to call your shot like Babe Ruth. Last I checked. I do know that this means okay. They change it. No, no, no. They'll, 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 the third sign is the one. They'll, they'll shake them up their, can, their cancellation signs. It's a whole rigmarole. <laughs> See, this film, I, I'm saying right now, this is one of the most realistic endings to a sports film ever. Not, <laughs> not that, no, 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 no. Not that bullshit where the ninth hitter hits a grand slam wins a game. Not where that, uh-oh, of course, something hacky happens where the offensive tackle gets called for holding and then the quarterback runs a zigzag option for 25 seconds and then chucks it up to the fifth receiver who closes his eyes like in the replacements and makes a catch. A bunt, a swinging bunt, the guy takes it and then takes third around home. He scores that by the natural wins because he hits a home run and hits a flight. Yeah, okay, fuck out of here. This is the most realistic ending that a sports film I have ever seen. You know, and, and the great thing is that's literally the first time that has ever happened in a baseball game. <laughs> but it but it's not out of the realm of normalcy where it could there, there has to be a first, so it might as well be in the movie. No one rushes the team anymore when their team wins, but I sure wish they did. Those are the days. <laughs> Get ready for another that doesn't happen. There's a beer guy clapping after the Indians win, but he has a full tray of beers. They stop serving beer after the second. Oh, that oh. doesn't happen. Oh, that's that's been in the news lately. What's that? My the beer operator. sales. The beer oh, yeah. sales. Because the games are going by so fast. Yeah. Yeah, they changed it to the eighth inning now. 
I love this film. It's no secret. You've heard this podcast. It's still hilarious. I'm still laughing out loud, even though I know the jokes are coming. This is a classic. It is a top three sports film without question, without question. The characters are unforgettable. Love it. Insanely quotable. We've said this a million times. Too bad this has the dubious honor of spawning one of the worst sequels in film history, Major (laughs) League Two, because it breaks my rate. It breaks my sequel rule. Why? Two parts. One, cannot have the sequel 10 years after the original, which this actually is in the 10 year window. But you cannot have an R go to a PG or PG 13, which is what the second one did. This film shows zero tarnish. Eight and a half out of ten. I still, oh! I still fucking love it. Every like baseball, it. every baseball fan loves it. Oh, this, this Caddyshack, and um, why am I blanking? Field of Dreams are my top three. Oh, and my guilty pleasure number four. Any given Sunday. God, I love that film. Oh, I love any it. Any given Sunday is a great movie. I love it. Getting bi- biased as a Giants fan because Lawrence Taylor coked up as my favorite <laughs> Lawrence Taylor. <laughs> Now, let's hear from the gas bags who prioritize their own ego and agenda while using pretentious language and think they're funny with cringy puns. Critics, five star reviews. It's hard to believe that this fun, creative film is turning 30 years old, but it still stands the test of time and is a joy to watch. Yes. Sheen as an ace fireball pitcher called Wild Thing by the adoring fans is excellent. So Burnson as a starstruck third baseman whose portfolio is more important than a hard grounder in the hole. You know this reviewer, you know this reviewer called up his brother-in-law and says, Can you give me a baseball term? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Can you give me a baseball term so I can sound more manly in this review, please? <laughs> The absurdity of the Indians winning the pennant in 1989 helped make a film a lot of fun, and it was a great little fantasy for Tribe fans back in the day. But it's even better because in the sequel they said, oh, we lost in the ALCS, which always happens. <laughs> the scarce laughs are courtesy of Bob Uecker, of Bob Uecker as announcer Harry Doyle. Disagree. There are plenty of laughs besides. Oh, yeah, that's critics. wrong. Critics, one-star reviews. It has its moments, but it has also long, slow stretches where you feel like standing up and wandering around and maybe going out to hunt up a beer. That's fine for baseball, but it's not the way movies are supposed to work. Wrong. An Wrong. hour 40. An hour 40, it flows. Kevin, you're exactly right. I'm like, oh, my God, it's an, like an hour. We're at the last game already? Like, Jesus, that's, that is a sign of a true great story and fantastic editing. Someone tell Ward that winning isn't everything. Character is, and that's what his movie lacks. Another dumb dildo. This film is chock filled with characters. <laughs> a meat and potatoes 80s movie that doesn't taste great but is less filling. Oh, is that a Bob oh, Uecker Miller Light commercial? <sighs> Slick predictability is all about is all about all it has in mind down to its last trite freeze frame. How many sports films don't have phrase frame? I'll wait. Still waiting. Amazon five-star reviews. The ensemble cast is near perfect for the different parts being played. Every player and the manager and his coaches is a stereotype, but the actors inhibit inhabit their roles so thoroughly. The stereotypes come alive and though not difficult to believe that these are real people. Perhaps most enjoyable is the fact that this movie viewed as April, 2021, 
transported me back to a seemingly more fun, more innocent America, or maybe it was more memories of just a fun, innocent me, you probably could not make Major League today. The studios would drench it in greedy cynicism and woke messaging, and it would be out of a miserable ordeal of a movie. As it is, the Major League of 1989 is pitch perfect, and yes, that is an intentional pun, five stars over the fence and gone. Well, guys, the scabs are taking fully advantage of the writer's strike. We can see that right now. I was so with this guy, and then I wasn't, and then I was. I went through all the emotions. <laughs> I'm so lo- I'm so locked in, by the way, on who likes this movie and who doesn't. It's it's so clear. But go ahead, go ahead. If it's you're looking, if you're looking for a fun game to play while watching this movie, count the number of times Jake Taylor breaks and enters his love interest's house. Signed, <laughs> Chris Hansen. <laughs> This is my favorite documentary covering the early days of Moneyball before Corbin Corbin Burnson changed his name to Eric Chavez. Like most good documentaries, you learn a few things. I was completely unaware of Lou Wolf's original career as a Las Vegas showgirl, but if him and Donald Phelps found love, who am I to argue with it? Margaret Witten doesn't strike me as a visual double for Wolf or Sandy Alderson. I believe to save time, they compressed the Wolf and Alderson characters, but if Jonah Hill can play Paul DiBodesta or Peter Brand, I guess it's reasonable. There's a big twist at the end when we find out that Rick was played by Charlie Sheen. I did not see that coming. Two and a Half Men was great. I hope they make a movie where they add another half man and possibly a baby that would be a comedy legend. Signed, Brian Cashman. That was a that was a, a fever dream. But this, <laughs> what he tried to do was be cute and weave in and out Moneyball. Oh, let me ask mm. you this. Let's go to you, Rob. Moneyball, yes or mm. no? Overall, yes. Yes. Wrong but answer. There, but there, Wrong was a, answer. there was a huge, again, a huge Huge problem. What is a problem? Let's see if we can mention the, what, the, why, I, you. You don't fly to Cleveland to make a trade. No, you're missing the key point. The reason the A's, the money ball thing worked is not because of guys who got on base and walked. It's because of three oh, guys three pitches, who right. won 20 games. That's, but that's the book. That's the book, though. That's the problem with the book. The, the when, when I heard they were doing money ball, the movie off the book, I'm like, how is that ever going to be possible? And it made it, they made it passable. So I guess I give him credit for that. I, I couldn't get past that. I could not get past that. <laughs> I got to tell you, as, as again, and as a non-baseball fan, I love that movie. <laughs> Amazon one-star reviews. How can any self-respecting baseball fan say they actually like this movie? It doesn't respect the game. It's an insult to the intelligence of anyone who watches it and downright scandalous in light of the two realistic movies, Bull Durham and Field of Dreams. One's about a bunch of ghosts, guys. Let's also <laughs> put that there. Bull Durham, by the way, bores the shit out of me. I tried. Really? I tried. Ron, wow. Ron, I turned off Tin Cup, too. Ron Shelton bores the shit out of me. Bull Durham is so... It has a few, like snicker moments but otherwise nah oh, characters are good uh, characters are good stories boring uh if you like slapstick pratfalls and sophomoric humor there are lots of better places to go if you want baseball stay away from this one yeah but it's so much so goddamn funny <laughs> <laughs> we turned it off after 10 to 12 minutes because of the continuing vulgar language uh kevin yet again people who refuse to look at ratings and uh, if they're so, so sensitive about a movie and the possible language or things that may anger them, maybe you want to check out the rating. And maybe people like this should not be allowed to vote before the age of 25 because we have to weed out dumb people, right? And this didn't have that much vulgar. I was going to say, I mean, was it, I mean, it was a borderline R movie, right? I thought, you know what? It's so funny. I go, this should really should have been PG-13. It really could have been. This is, like, this, this, is a, this is a plane, yeah. trains, and automobile. R. Oh, he R. says, fuck you, Joe Boo. 
Well, oh, here's the second, because you'll add one fuck. The second fuck, nice catch, Hayes. Don't ever fucking do it again. Oh, yeah. I am only creating, I am only creating this to change my personal Amazon algorithm to stop recommending content like this to me. Signed, Agent Smith of the Matrix. All right, that makes sense. <laughs> I figured it out. Yeah. Mr. Vaughn. Oh, nice <laughs> of you to join us. <laughs> Who's Now it's time for our new segment. Who's funnier, Chat GPT or KG? So I asked Chat GPT to write jokes about Major League, and here they are. In Major League, Charlie Sheen's character had a great fastball, but his off-the-field antics were even faster. <laughs> already he's beating you fuck you <laughs> what do you call a baseball team that's always losing the cleveland indians right back to ground zero <laughs> major league is like a, is like a classic underdog story except the underdogs are a bunch of misfits and they're not even that good this feels like telling your kid to like tell you a joke <laughs> now we're now, we're, now we're, in a hurry now we're banishing this to triple a <laughs> The only thing that could make the Cleveland Indians a winning team in Major League was the power of sheer luck and the threat of losing their jobs. Is this a is this a is this a quarterly performance review? Oh, we're still telling jokes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I've got I've got three more of these gems statements. Watching Major League is like watching a team of bumbling idiots stumble their way to victory, but somehow it works. Oh my god! Wow. Chanchi, listen, Skynet's got nothing on me so far, I'll tell you that. This, this one's all right. Major League taught me that if you want to be a successful baseball player, you need to have a lot of heart, a lot of grit, and a lot of Vaseline in your pitches. Uh, that's it. Chat GPT, 0-2. Kevin Israel, did Rob Bradford gut that sacred cow? <laughs> Rob is a very nice guy. Who seems to know a lot about baseball is I, I'm sure his podcast is wonderful. Go get his book. Support Rob in any way you can. He needs your help because he is an insane but brave man who who chose just an impossible undertaking. And he proved that even all the baseball knowledge in the world cannot take down what is a fantastic movie. Yeah. So no, unfortunately, Rob did not gut. I knew uh, it, sacred of cows. Yeah, it was it was an impossible task. I knew that, but that wasn't going to stop me. But good for you. Good I, for you for swinging at the pitch. I appreciate your. There you go, Kevin Israel. Now you've become a critic on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> look, Don, I, look, I appreciate your quixotic attempt, but what happened after this was you took a Herb Score liner to the eye after this one. I expected more out of you than that one. So <laughs> okay. Well, I, so, so okay. yeah, I got, I got you. I got you. I was gonna say, wait so, a minute. Can, can, can I just explain something here, which is so clear? Sure. I was never going to win this, right? I was never going to win this because, because, because the vast the majority things he does. The, the vast majority of people who are arguing for it don't care about baseball as much as I do, which is fine. It's Wrong. cool. See, I care as much as baseball as you do, sir. And I, <laughs> and I, and I disagree with you on that. Look, you didn't, you, you, but here's the thing. You don't have to win by you completely slaying the dragon. If you would have gotten one of us, if you would have made enough points where you would like, you know what, mm. we're going to drop our score because of your argument. That's also, that's also a gutting. I think it's, books. I think that, but wouldn't you agree that this is the rare movie? There's a lot of movies. You can do this. This is a rare movie where either you have the issues like I do, and I can't help it. Like I watch it, that's what I see, mm -hmm. or you don't, and that's ninety percent of people don't. Well, it is what it is. It's the, no, it's the, there's not a lot of movies like that. Your argument is valid. It's just 
the comedy supersedes the horseshit aspect of it. Yeah, but that's like that's like that's like a pedophile being like, I can't help it. I watch newsies and get a boner. It's, I mean, <laughs> it's, that, that's just how it works for me. I think like, that was in the it's movie. It's still poster. not a sexy movie. <laughs> you, you know, a hundred plus eighty episodes in, I never thought the word newsies or the film would be referenced on this podcast. And here we are. I was definitely trying to think of a movie with all kids, and that's the only thing that came up. Peter Pan, I don't know, Hook, I guess. So, I, 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 I nah, Newsies was a better reference. So, so <laughs> when you look at like movies, like we talked about unnecessary roughness, right? Awful characters, they can't play football or replacements or whatever. But I don't think they try as much as this movie tries to actually represent baseball players. That's my problem. But the jokes are so good. It, can, it, can co- it, it covers up. The jokes, co- the, the jokes mask up some of the flaws that you pointed out. That's the that's the difference. And the characters are 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 top not top notch, top notch. How does Eddie Harris? How does Eddie Harris have Vaseline or whatever he has? He's like, oh, what's that on your chest? Oh, well, that's uh, cooking to make oil. The ball. That's the cooking oil. That's to make the ball. Well, how in the hell do you ever get to that if you're wearing a uniform? Like he has it like under. He's got to go on top of the shirt. Like, yeah. He had under the brim too. He said he had some in the, in the nose to get the jalapeno going. Yeah. I, I, wanna, I think what we, we came away with, I want to see the 1920s version of Major Leagues. That's what I <laughs> That would be great. God damn this was fun rob that was i appreciate your effort that was great that was that was that was a that was a journey over the edge of Mordor. but it was ring. just a bit outside this is this is like the radio guy i like you personally i respect your opinion but dot 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 yeah <laughs> rob kevin we had a lot of laughs thank you so much everybody for joining we'll see you next time aloha Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.